go away, you- Oh. It's you. I'm sorry. This time of year truly is the worst time to live in a house made of gingerbread. People seem to think they have a right to just come on over and pinch pieces of my home to use as decorations for theirs. I hate it. I don't go around stealing almonds from their roofs, do I? We best come in. Maybe telling you a nice story will help distract me from, well, everything. Are you a fan of gingerbread, my dear? Hmm? No, I'm not offering you any. I don't bake any in December as a matter of principle. Things made from gingerbread in December have a tendency to go missing. Pieces of my house are but one example. Do you know the story of the gingerbread man? Well, he was more of a baby, I suppose. Well, then I'll tell you. Get comfy. Once upon a time, there was an elderly couple. They had been married for over 50 years, and had built a beautiful farm which they ran together. But to the old man's eternal regret, he and his wife had never found the time to have children. So one December, they decided to treat themselves. Maybe it would cheer them up to have something nice happening in their lives when it was so cold and dark outside their little farmhouse. So they visited a friendly witch with exceptional taste in sweet treats, and the best hair, I must say. And they returned to their farmhouse with a piping bag full of magical icing. They made some gingerbread dough, and then they shaped the dough into a boy and popped him in the oven. They removed the gingerbread boy when he was cooked through to perfection, and left him on the side to cool and then they worked together with the magical icing and some sweets to give him a little coat with buttons on it and, as a finishing touch, a face. Now, I don't know if you've ever made a gingerbread person before, but it's giving the little guys a face that really brings out their character. It's like suddenly they have a personality. It's hard to explain. You shall have to go home and try it, but I assure you, it's like they come to life right before your very eyes. And in this case, because of that beautiful witch's magical icing, that was very literal. The gingerbread boy blinked his shiny new eyes, drawn lovingly by his parents. And the old man cried with joy, and his wife pulled him into a tight hug. They finally had the child that he had always wanted. Unfortunately, the gingerbread boy had other ideas. He leapt off the counter and ran out of the cat flap in the farmhouse front door before his new parents could stop him. Now, I'm sure I don't need to tell you that the world is a dangerous place for a gingerbread cookie all on its own. I've had to enchant my house repeatedly to protect it from getting soggy in the rain, right down to the smallest chocolate button and all the way up to the sliced almond roof tiles. This little fellow had not had that luxury. Not only that, but he was freshly baked, and I am sure I don't need to tell you how nice freshly baked gingerbread smells. 
gingerbread boy ran right past the chicken coop. Excuse me, one of the chickens clucked, but you smell delicious. I think I want to eat you. You'll have to catch me first, the gingerbread boy laughed, running on past. The chicken chased after him, but couldn't quite catch up. She followed him under a fence and into a field full of cows. Excuse me, one of the cows mooed. You look rather tasty. I think I want to eat you. You'll have to catch me first, the gingerbread boy teased, running past her too. The cow joined the chicken in chasing after the gingerbread boy, although she had to stop when the two of them ducked under the fence on the other side of her pen. The chicken chased the gingerbread boy past the pigsty next. The pig had just had piglets recently, so she was very tired. The piglets, however, were wide awake. Hey, they squeaked as the gingerbread boy and the chicken ran by them. You smell really nice. Can we eat you? You'll have to catch me first, gingerbread boy taunted. The fence was low enough to keep a full-sized pig inside, but not the tiny little piglets. While their mum slept, they wriggled underneath the fence and ran after the chicken and the gingerbread boy. The gingerbread boy was nearing the edge of the farm now. The sheepdog was sunbathing in a small patch of winter sunshine by the gate. The gingerbread boy dashed past him. Come back, the dog said sleepily. You look good enough to eat. You'll have to catch me first, the gingerbread boy called over his shoulder. The chicken ran past the sheepdog, followed by five excited piglets. And the sheepdog didn't have anything better to do, and he was feeling rather hungry, so he followed after them. The gingerbread boy led the animals down the road, laughing giddily. At the end of the lane, two children were playing snap with a deck of cards. It wasn't the most riveting game of snap they'd ever played. No one had even gotten a point for a good ten minutes. So when the gingerbread boy ran past them, they noticed. Is that a running piece of gingerbread? One of the children asked in disbelief. Their friend simply nodded, jaw slack. Hey, the first child yelled, what are you running away from? I'm not saying anything, the gingerbread boy yelled over his shoulder. You'll have to catch me first. He was followed by a chicken, five excited piglets, and a sheepdog. The children looked at each other, shrugged, and then hastily packed up their cards and ran after them. The gingerbread boy led the gang following him all through the town. Eventually he came to the river that ran all along one edge of the town. The gingerbread boy might only have been born that day, but he knew that he couldn't swim. He couldn't even get wet. Have you ever dipped a biscuit in a cup of tea? It disintegrates if you leave it in there for even a split second too long. This was like that. The gingerbread boy would fall to pieces before he got very far at all, even if he could figure out how to swim. He paced up and down the riverbank. The chicken would soon catch up with him, he knew that and then the five piglets, and the sheepdog, and the children. He didn't have much time. And then, as if summoned by the mere fact that he was needed, a fox slinked out of the undergrowth and approached the gingerbread boy. I suppose you also want to eat me, the gingerbread boy guessed. The fox laughed. He explained that he had been watching the gingerbread boy pace up and down alongside the river, and had guessed that he wanted to cross it. 
The fox was partial to a rich tea biscuit and a cup of hot tea in the evening, so he knew exactly what would happen to the gingerbread boy if he took a dip in the river. The gingerbread boy told the fox all about the chicken, the piglets, the dog and the children, as well as his parents who must be worried sick. Climb on my back, the fox said. I'll take you where you need to go. The gingerbread boy climbed up on the fox's back. And just as the chicken came into view, running as fast as her long chicken legs would carry her, the fox slipped into the river with the gingerbread boy on his back. But rather than swim across the river, the fox swam downstream. Where are we going? the gingerbread boy asked. You'll see, the fox replied cryptically. Eventually, the fox climbed out of the river with the gingerbread boy on his back. He ducked under a fence and ran so fast through a field of sheep that the gingerbread boy didn't have chance to jump down. He took him right up to a house. A familiar looking house, the gingerbread boy realised. The fox ducked low through the cat flap in the door. An old man was sitting by the fireplace crying. Tears were streaming down his face. An old woman held both of his hands in hers, and every so often she'd squeeze them tightly. The gingerbread boy recognised them immediately as the couple who had made him. Before you run away again, the fox said, give these two a chance. They won't ever try to eat you, which is more than can be said for most of the other people you've met today. The gingerbread boy considered the fox's words. And then he climbed down from his back, and slowly, slower than he'd ever moved before, he went across the room to the couple by the fireplace and reached out and tugged on the woman's skirt with one rounded, biscuity hand. The woman looked down and then immediately went to poke her husband. The gingerbread boy was swept up into a hug, and as he made up with his parents, the fox silently slipped back outside through the cat flap and decided to stop by the chicken coop before he left the farm completely. Maybe he could convince one of them to let him take them out for dinner. Thank you for listening to The Gingerbread House. This week's episode was inspired by The Gingerbread Man, an American fairy tale although variations can be found worldwide. If you enjoyed listening, please consider rating us or leaving a review on your favourite podcast streaming app or telling a friend about us. These are the best ways of letting us know that you'd like to hear more from us. The Gingerbread House is written and produced by Daisy Plant, who also provides the voice of Melita the Witch. Again, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time when we'll be making toys and fighting evil mites.